Awake Podcast. My name is Brian Kochi. I am the Director of Media and Marketing here at Whistle Realty Group. I am your host and joined by my co-host today, Thomas Conyers. Hello, I'm Thomas Conyers. I am the assistant to the assistant <laughs> media guy. I always thought it would be funny. Uh, this was like when you got hired on that we play like the the Michael and Dwight thing from the office. And like, I'm the assistant media. I'm like, no, assistant to the. And it just... Yeah. It hasn't really taken on, but anyway. Everyone always asks my title, and I'm like, I don't know. I do a lot of things. <laughs> so Tom has been with me for four years now, um, around that three and a half, yeah. four and a half, somewhere in there, um, and has kind of taken a lot of my role on as I've kind of moved up in the the company. So anyways, you're not here for that so much. You're here to learn uh, about what we're going to talk to you about, and we're going to talk a little bit about managing a team of VAs, um, of VAs are virtual assistants, and how we go about that doing that in the media team, in the media department, um, and kind of where we're at and how we started and a little bit of all of that. So, and uh, if they have questions about how to manage a media team that we don't cover here today, they can go to thewhistleway.com and ask their questions and we can do follow-up questions here on the podcast cool about how to manage VAs. I was going to actually go into thewhistleway.com but I that was I wasn't a great sure. segue. I wasn't sure. We yep. just... I, I did I wanted to do a little later than Kyle normally does. So if you have questions about uh real estate, about media, about marketing, about video that you would like to have answered here on the podcast, go to thewhistleway.com. Um on there as well you'll find access to join our Facebook groups, our um newsletter, our uh Subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to YouTube, join our agent newsletter, or, or sorry, uh, agent referral network as people move out of San Diego. We want to have people to refer them to and learn more about our Media Mayor Mastermind, our video series that where we tell you everything that we know about video and it's constantly expanding and um, it includes a lot of stuff that we don't have time to go in depth here today, but about VAs as well. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, write us a review, do all those things. Tell a friend, you know. If you like this, leave a cool comment, like a thumbs up in the comments on YouTube. Oh, sure. Man, all the cool stuff. You know what to do. All right. So now we're past all that bullshit. Let's talk about what you're here to listen to, which is actually how to manage a team of virtual assistants. And uh, managing a team of virtual assistants is a bit unique. Um, it's different than managing uh, typical assistants or typical agents in-house. Um, so there's a kind of a few unique challenges and things that we have learned are working well and things that we've learned don't really work well um, to kind of do that here in the media department. Uh, I'm not going to talk about, we, I think we've got nearly a dozen VAs in the company. I'm not going to talk about our how we manage our leads VA or our how our COO manages his personal. I'm not going to go into that because I don't have personal knowledge on that, but um I'll talk to you about what we do. So, yeah. About our, our team. Um, these really extensive notes that we took over here, Kochi. Uh, VA team. Who what? So, I'm not really sure what you're no, talking about. No, it's a who and what. Who so, and what. So, so <laughs> I'm trying to decide. We, we brainstormed this before we started, and now I'm trying to decipher the notes as I'm trying to prompt you questions. But, so since I started, it was just you and me. Yep. Then we brought on Chad. Yep. And well, then, we brought on another photographer, which yeah, Chad now fills that role. Fills that yep. role. Um and then as we were starting to get more shoots and we were taking on more video editing projects, this is just my train of thought. Yep, that's um, exactly right. Um, we brought on our first VA, Cedric, yep. who's located in the Philippines. Um, brought him on primarily to start doing photo editing to help us so me and Chad could be in the field more editing or shooting and he's doing the editing. 
Um, then kind of started offloading videos on him. Then we started getting more. And then we just hired three more. Three more. Another photo editor. Yep. Another video editor. Yep. And another then video editor. Another video editor. And then also our oh. graphic designer. Yeah. And right. so we really started out slow, right? We started with Cedric. We started with one and we said, hey, how does this one person work? And I put him in a box and I said, this is my photo editor. Um, but as he got better and better with that and got had more time, he said, what else can I do? And we started offloading more and more work with him. And then we saw the vision of if he can do this, what if we have four more people that can do this? Um, and so we really have grown our team at a really inexpensive rate. I bet you the whole, let's do some math real quick. I bet you the five people that we have, the five VAs is probably less expensive than one of your guys' salaries. When it comes to health insurance and benefits and taxes and stuff, I'm pretty sure it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we said, how can we scale up our team? How can we do more without having to hire more in-house staff? Because there's things that Tom and Chad can do that the the Philippine uh, editors can't do. Mm-hmm. We're opening a brand new office uh, in a couple months. They can't film the process of that. Where I mean, basically, they can't do any shooting. Right? We're opening office. They can't film that. We're doing do um, property photos. They can't shoot that. How can we grow our team of agents from forty to sixty to eighty to a hundred? without massively expanding our payroll and having more and more and more shooters. So the idea was, let's build it to where Tom can shoot two photo, two properties a day, Chad can shoot two properties a day, and we can shoot 10, uh, no, 20 properties a week? Uh, yeah, depending on the type, like Twilight. Yeah. But yeah, if, in a perfect world. In a perfect, in a perfect world, week, you can do yeah, 20. 20 a week, mm-hmm. which is a lot. And so if we can do that, we can sh- expand our agent population a lot without having to hire a bunch more people. Yes. A bunch more people in-house. We're hiring editors in, in the Philippines to where when they don't have property photos to edit or when they don't have videos to edit, they're going back through our longer for, from our longer form videos and making short videos about that. We'll get to that later. We'll get to it. Um, yeah, so that's kind of how we got the size of the team that we have now, Yeah, which is a need for expansion and foresight, I think, right? Like uh, something we had discussed, right? Like, especially... This is one of the things we learned when we hired Cedric. We were like, oh, it took him X amount of time to get up to our par. And then when we hired our next VAs on, we were like, okay, it's going to take X amount of time. So I think the reason we hired on so many now is because we know where we want to be because of our rocks and our expansion. So we're like, okay, let's hire the VAs now, train them, so then we're not playing catch up when we get those. uh... Exactly. It's being proactive versus being reactive. Yeah. Um, so don't wait until you're drowning before you start hiring. I mean, that's true for any hire, but if you go, Oh my God, I'm so overwhelmed with leads. I can't do it. I need to hire a buyer's agent. It's too late because yep. then you're going to find anyone you can. They're not going to be a right culture fit. You know, no. find them before you need them. Okay. So now that we have this team and they're helping us out, um, let's talk about some of the tools that we implement here on the media team to help, uh, manage them, help us keep organized because communication, they're, ahead of us and all that stuff. So yeah, in, use, in time frame. Yeah. yeah. So we use a lot of different tools here to make sure we're staying organized and focused. Do you need your list back? That we really no, I can read okay. from here. So the big one um, is, is Screenshot Monitor. And so what this does, this is an app they install on their desktop, um, and it takes a picture of their screen every five minutes. 
Um, this allows a couple things. One, it allows us not to have to micromanage. Um, it keeps them honest because they know they're getting screenshots taken. Um, it also tells you the amount of productivity they have that day. Um, and you have to think based on the tasks they're doing, how productive they'll be. And they, they calculate the score somehow. I'm sure they tell us, but you know, based on mouse movement and windows opened or whatever like that. But our photo editors are going to have a lot higher productivity time than our video editors are because they're constantly clicking, editing, adjusting, moving on to the next one, hands on to the computer 100% of the time. Our video editors will have to download, watch, um, find the assets. It takes a little bit more time. So mm -hmm. their productivity experience is, it doesn't need to be as high. Uh, the other thing that I love about this, and I use this primarily with um, our graphic designer, but even with our photo and our video editors, instead of me hitting them up and say, what are you doing right now? Because they're, because I have another project in my mind or whatever, I can log into Screenshot Monitor, see what they're doing. And there's times where my graphic designer has been doing something and I realize he's doing exactly what I told him to do, but that's not what I what I visualized. So I can interrupt halfway through and say, hey, uh, I want to go this direction. That was my bad for miscommunicating that. Yeah, and then so Screenshot Monitor is something we have to pay for, or is it? Yeah, and it's a, a price per user, and I don't know what it is. I think it's a couple bucks a month per user. I'm, I want to say four bucks or ten, some something like that. I think, um, but definitely worth it. So that way you can kind of see. There's been times where I've checked in on people, and we had to fire a previous VA because they weren't they weren't on, and then they yeah. say they were working those times. So having a process for viewing screenshot monitor and paying according to it. And the great thing is then they can create um, their, they can export their hours for the week. So very easy to pay them. Say, hey, these are the hours I had logged into screenshot monitor. This is what you owe me. Yep. Exactly. And then um, that kind of segues perfectly into how do we know when they're on the clock if we're not using screenshot monitor, what the hours they are working for the week. Yeah, so this has changed recently because of our, our this group, the size of the number of VAs that we have with the company. Um, but what I had Cedric do when he first came on is I said, hey, I just want you to put on the Google Calendar when you're working. Are you working from 9 to, to 6 or are you working from 8 to 5? I would allow him to kind of move around a little bit because he had earned that kind of autonomy to where he was good at looking at the calendar and saying, hey, uh, I'm all caught up on my tasks. There's no shoot until one o'clock tomorrow. Um, and the photos aren't going to be done until late or, you know, the shoots at 930. The photos will be delivered to me about one o'clock. I'm going to start at one o'clock. Um, and so that way he can do the t his eight hour shift starting at one rather than at nine. And so he, he earned that autonomy to do that. Mm -hmm. um, we tried that with our group. Again, now we have five and it got way too hectic to manage. So there are three shifts available. Um, there is an eight to five shift, uh, a nine to six shift, and a one to ten shift. And then those are our time. Our time, our correct. Time. Yeah. So eight to five and nine to six, those, that's graveyard shift. I think that starts around midnight in the Philippines. Um, and we actually have it on our roster who's working what time um, because we actually have now an, an uh, one of our VAs is actually managing the rest of the VAs to make sure – when they say they worked 40 hours this week, yes, they actually did, or no, they didn't. Um, and so he can kind of be the go-between. Uh, unless you get 
bigger with your team. I don't think that's necessarily early on, but having them tell you what their their time is, and sometimes it matters and sometimes it doesn't, right? If if your VA you hired them and their job is to um, edit, you know, your Zoom Zoom meetings and post up on social, and you say, hey, I want three of them done a week, but you don't really care when they're uploaded. Does it matter what time they're working? No, but I just want to know when they're working so that way I can reach out. I know I can reach out to them and say, hey, Cedric, can you tweak this? Or, hey, I have a new project for you. What I would recommend is you always have some overlap. Yeah, That's why we have 9 to 6 or 1 to 10. We don't have anything from 10 p.m. to you know 7 a.m. where I don't ever get to talk to them. Yeah, I think we were just discussing this too, right? We're having that overlap. It's nice for when you know an edit comes in. We can be like, oh, hey, can you tweak this? And they can tweak it right then. Having that where they start later in the day, the one, right, run 1 p.m., you have that four-hour overlap, and then say they make the tweaks, but then in the morning, you're like, oh, I need you to make these tweaks. They're not getting until 1 o'clock your time. So there's there's upsides and downsides for both. Yeah, and so I, I'm actually just talking to one of the VAs right now, and he wants to switch to the 1 o'clock shift. And I said, look, in order to really be successful at this 1 o'clock shift, I'm going to have to have you edit a whole property, the photos, in less than one, one shift. He's getting it done at... Mm, seven to ten hours so he's taking two shifts and that's i said that, that i can't do that i need it to be less than one shift so that way you can have it done that day yeah, um so we're working on that yeah. um and then again segueing so we have everyone working these tasks their hours um what's some systems we have in place to help them organize and follow if we're not checking them on screen share monitor screenshot uh, monitor screenshot monitor mm-hmm. um What's the program that we use to assign programs, uh, type in notes, all that stuff? Yeah, so what you're asking about is Monday.com. So Monday. we use Monday for a lot of things. The great thing, we've, we've used this. It's even great, and we're not sponsored by them. ClickUp is an alternative. We should be. We should. We push it so hard. Uh, ClickUp is an alternative. They do something very similar, I've heard. Um, but what what's great about Monday is it's a great way to communicate on – it's a project management system. I don't want to go too much in detail – um, Tom, can you put in the notes the Monday? I would say we have a podcast on Monday yep. that I can share. Um, but I'll, I will assign them, like we just did media day, which is when a bunch of agents go to Kyle's house. We film a bunch of photos or videos and do a bunch of photos. And now they're assigning, we're assigning them or they're assigning themselves. Hey, I'm going to be the editor on this one. You're going to be the editor on this one. So not only then can we track how many videos are they putting out, kind of their workflow, but also, hey, we need this one edited and you guys are filled up or right. We, we can really be specific on who's doing what. Yeah. And it helps manage, right? Like if one of our VAs is editing six videos and another guy's like, Oh, I don't know what to do. Then I can look and be like, Oh, Hey, we have these three videos that aren't taking on yet. Like work on these. Like yep. it's a very quick way to see what's getting done, who's working on it. And then also um, we can touch back on it later, but like the review process makes it really streamlined. Yeah. And I actually, Literally just posted it because we uh, we uploaded a video with an issue on it, and so I asked one of our guys to fix it, and then I then asked you to redistribute it. Oh, nice. <laughs> um, and so, um, but yeah, Monday.com is a great way to. There's what I would recommend starting off with is we have a board for our entire team um, called the Do Doing Done Board. And so all the things that we have to do, all the things that we're currently doing, and all the things that we have done. What I'd recommend if you're going to start with that is um, have them start with their 
or have each person as a different view um, or just assign them in one board so that way you can see at a glance what the whole team is doing and then you can switch between people and say, hey, Cedric's got a lot of stuff. I'm going to give some of these things to Erwin today. Um, and that's going kind of in the weeds, but I would build a do-doing-done board on Monday and use that to really start to manage your team. I think that's a great starting point. The other thing we do is we have Slack. Again, I don't want to get into the weeds of Slack, but one, uh, a couple ways we communicate. One is obviously through direct messages. Um, when it only re- relates to me and one of the VAs, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll direct message them. But the other thing is we have a Slack, we have a channel for our whole media the team, yeah. our department, um, to where we can say, I think Tom posted today, hey, just uploaded the media day videos. Um, go ahead and assign yourself um, what you need to be done. These need to be done by the end of the week. Yep. And the nice thing too is like from there, they can either ask questions in the thread of Slack. Yep. So it's all in one place or they'll hit me up um, via DM or in the card on Monday. On Monday, yeah. So there's a couple of places we check, but at least like if it's one project, it's all in one place, easy to find. Yep. Um, talked about shifts. I guess that kind of takes us into the review process. Um, yeah. So I'm not 100% sure on how... I would say you do more of the photo review side. Um, nope, Cedric. Cedric? Yeah. Cedric, dude. Um, so I'm not really sure 100%. I can't speak on that. But for the video side, um, kind of using Media Day as an example. So we'll film it. I'll upload it. Um, I kind of just... I upload them all. They're assigned to you when they get uploaded. Let them know, hey, they're uploaded. This is when they need to be done by. So... If we filmed them Friday, our turnaround is about a week, um, and that's with reviews being done and everything, so we can deliver them to the agents. Um, so once they're uploaded to Monday, they kind of go through. Um, I think they just kind of, based on their workload, assign themselves, like, hey, I'm going to take these two, um, I'll take these two. And as they uh, edit them, they'll upload them to Dropbox for review, and then and my whole thing is just watching review. Most of the time, they're great. Uh, like the, I would say they're always great. Like I'm never like, oh, this is a boring video. The things that I'm looking out for is um, sometimes the coloring, like the color correction, um, which I think they're getting so much better at. So much better. Like it, from, it, it took a while to kind of narrow in, but yeah. now I feel like they're really good. They, and, they've got the vibe. And that's one thing I think um, we've always discussed too is like whenever you give a direction, I feel like people they always VAs tend to always go extreme one way or the other. And it's, it is finding that middle point. Um, but it's that and, like, grammar stuff, yeah. which is expected. Um, so I'll go through the video, and I'll just take screenshots and kind of mark up my little screenshot. And I use Monday and updates. And I just go, hey, like, great video. Here are some of the tweaks I need. And then I give them visual aids and, like, also write out what needs to be done. Um, and I think it's just it's easier that way than just writing out, like, hey, at – Two minutes and 45 seconds, you say this needs to be this. Like also having the visual aid, I think just helps. And yeah. And I think that helps it. them learn for the next one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So a couple things to note, kind of go a little bit deeper on that is one, you need to have a review process. Um, and this is something we're continually working on improving within our department as a whole is having a review process of this looks good. This is right. Getting another set of eyes on it, it takes a little bit longer but it allows us to get a, a more polished product. Um, so having a review process is important um, and just gi- giving feedback that's specific mm-hmm. um, and keeping an eye out for grammar. Uh, English is sometimes their second or third or fourth language um, and English is difficult. So I mean, I suck at English. Uh, you so. know, yeah. I mean, we, 
there's literally videos that you and I do that are still wrong. Um, so just keeping an eye on that. And then the other thing, last thing I want to talk about before we go into our widget is really building a, a base for kind of positive feedback. Mm -hmm. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. I always make the joke that I feel like these guys hate me because my main interaction with them is giving them feedback. Um, but from the get go, I think you and I did a really good job being like, Hey, in this job, you need thick skin. And it's not because we're, because we're going to give you constructive feedback, but like, and that's not because you're doing a horrible job. It's just because, you know, we want to make sure all of our quality and standards are at the same level. Um, but also I feel like we communicated like the feedback's a two way street, right? It's not like I'm just shitting on all your work and like, <laughs> you can shit on my work too. You shit on my work too. But no, it's just having that good open feedback loop. It makes us all better. And I think the, the big taking point from there, the taking point, that's not a thing. Sorry. Whatever. Um, is thank you for not being Kyle and making fun of me for 20 minutes. We don't have time for that. We don't. Um, is really kind of focusing on in the beginning. I said, look, we're going to give you feedback. We want you to be better. I don't want you to be stagnant. One of our, our uh, core values is grow or die. We need to grow together. Mm -hmm. I will not fire you because I'm giving you feedback. That's like that's not. I'm not going to say, yeah, you're fired because I had to give you feedback on every video. That's not what's happening. If you lie to me, if you steal from us, if you are dishonest, yeah, I'll fire you. If you won't grow or die, if you won't listen, if you won't take feedback, yeah, I'll fire you. But you will not get fired. You will not get punished. You will not get penalized for feedback because we need to be better together. Yeah. And if we don't grow together and, and, and do that, then there's no reason for this to happen. And it, it's literally one of our questions when we interviewed the VAs is, Hey, how do you handle feedback? Can you give me an example of a time someone gave you feedback? How did you handle it? Um, and for me, yeah, it's just, cause I want to know, I want to know if the person's going to be like, Oh, Hey, yeah. Like I listened to the feedback and you know, sometimes you're going to get feedback and you're, you're not going to agree with it, but, I mean, it happened at our last meeting when I said, I think you're wrong, but well, yeah, and, I'll get overruled. <laughs> yeah, and it happens, but I'm pleasantly surprised everyone that we've hired so far has been super open to feedback, and it's good conversation. And I think just hopping on a Zoom call or talking in Slack face-to-face -face so you can kind of screen share, explain, um, and talk out the process. And like, um, it was kind of funny. They were laughing at me because I was going through a process and I was like, oh, do you have any questions? And they're like, no, you like over-explained, so we're good. And I'm like, okay, like I just wanted to make sure you you, yeah. you knew, you know, like it's just going through and making sure they understand my thought process about, and I'm not like crazy of why I'm asking to change stuff. And in that feedback, like you said, a lot of your feedback is on monday.com mm -hmm. or through Slack. Um, I try and make it a, a, I try and make a conscious effort to make sure we're consistently talking on a weekly basis, every other week, you know, one-on-one, face-to-face, on Zoom to make sure that they know that we're here for them. They don't only get the the fix this, fix this, fix this on, on Slack. It's, hey, we, we need to reconnect and make sure that you know I'm a person, I know you're a person, and what are your strengths? What are you struggling with right now? What can we make better? Um, that Those conversations, just like you have in real life with your, your buyer's agent, your assistants, you need to have that face-to-face -face time with your VAs just because they're in a different time zone in a different country doesn't mean you can't or doesn't mean you should not see them. It means you should see them. Yeah. Make them a party. They're a part of your team. And I, yeah. 
So there's a lot more to go with VAs. This is, again, I think we've done another one of these podcasts, but this is barely scratching the surface. Um, if you want, and I know this sounds kind of weird because it doesn't really fit in this exactly, but kind of does. If you want to go more in-depth with VAs, with our experience, I interviewed our lead VA. I interviewed our the CEO of the, or the company that we use to hire these VAs, Sphere Rocket. Shout out to them. I interviewed our director of operations who started this uh, VA process at Whistle Realty um, and kind of a little bit more in depth on what we do there. Uh, the the Media Mayor Master, so MediaMayorMastermind.com, that is our course that we talk about everything video. We have a whole chapter in there, probably eight or 10 videos that talk specifically about virtual assistants. Um, so if you wanted to kind of dive a little deeper, uh, not only does the Media Mayor Mastermind course have stuff about virtual assistants, but also goes in detail about um, video, video uh, creation, distribution, creating community spotlight videos, kind of the more we do it, the, the farther away it's coming from just this one thing and it's growing to kind of all things video. Yeah, soon to be out of podcast. Maybe. 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 So MediaMayorMastermind.com, we're running a 50% off sale right now. Um, so hopefully you're listening to this time where it's still going on. But that's that. Thank you for, before we go into the whistle way, I want to do my little plug that Kyle usually does. Write a review, uh, go to thewhistleway.com where you can join our Facebook group, our agent newsletter, our subscribe to our podcast, subscribe to the YouTube channel, join our referral system, learn more about Media Mayor Mastermind. Um, reviews obviously do really well for us uh, as podcasts that helps other people hear about it, share it, blah, blah, blah. You guys know what to do. Like and subscribe. Yeah. Hit hit that like button. Smash that subscribe. Whatever. Share, share with a friend. Uh, you know what to do. Just if this if this brings you value, uh, words of affirmation are a big thing for me. So if you want to send me a message and say, hey, I love the podcast, great. If you have feedback and you say, hey, I'd love for you guys to talk about this or something like that. Can Tom never be on the podcast again? <laughs> Hopefully that's not a thing. But if it is, I will not share that with you, Tom. Um, all right. So that's all that jazz. Uh, all that jazz. Nope. Uh, Chicago. Um, our whistle widget of the week. week? <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about this. Is our whistle widget of the week is something that we use in our day to day life or our day to day business that helps save us time, make us money, or just have some more fun. Um, tell me, Tom, what is your widget? Uh, yeah, so my widget, as I am a giant child, is stickers. Um, I love I love stickers, but stickers with a purpose. Um, Do you have so a bunch of stickers on your like hydro flask? Are you one of those? No, I, I like the look of the hydro flask. It's clean. Do you have bumper stickers on your car? No, I like it because, no. Okay. okay. I, like I said, stickers with a purpose. Okay, carry on. Um, so I can't take I can't take credit for this idea. Peter McKinnon, who's a YouTuber, um, did a video on this, and I really liked it. Uh, but basically, so they're a sticker book I made, but with my logo on them. I don't know if you can see it, but it has my logo and my name. It says Thomas Cubed on it. Um, and these little stickers I take, and I throw on all my gear. So put on my batteries, my... Uh, battery charger, any little loose things. Um, and it's helped out a lot, especially since the media team shares an office, you know, and we, we all three at one point had cannons. Um, it just makes it really simple. You know, Brian can open up his camera, look at the battery and be like, Oh, Hey, this is your battery. Cause it has my sticker on it. Um, so if you're a videographer, photographer, and your gear is always getting mixed up with other people's stuff, I highly recommend just getting a little tiny stickers that you can throw on your stuff. I got these little booklet, from uh, Moo.com, and I love them. And those, the stickers are about an inch by inch. Yeah, super tiny, uh, nothing crazy big. I think I found so Moo.com is great. 
I was looking at some other options for some other things. I think I found, if you just Google like small square stickers or something like that, yeah. there was a website I found a thousand stickers for like 38 bucks or something. That's great. Um, yeah, it's easy. So yeah. yeah, I love stickers. Throw them on your batteries, throw them on your charging boxes, especially here. You know, people look like, oh, hey, do you have a charger that I can borrow? And it's like, yeah, sure. And I know I'm going to get it back because you know it's yours. I just know it's mine. Unless they pull off the sticker. Um, mine is uh, something that we just implemented. I think it was appropriate because we're talking about virtual assistants. Um, it helps with a process for us. I'm, I'm big into process and making sure things get done every time on time. Um, and so it actually is utilizing three different systems to do one specific task. So what I have is um, I wanted to create just listed and just sold posts for our agents to be able to use on as soon as things get listed or get sold so they can use it on Facebook or Instagram or whatever. Um, and so what I actually have is every time a property gets listed or sold, a new item is created in a Monday board. And that Monday board notifies Cedric and says, Cedric, you have a just listed for uh, this agent. He'll d make the design utilizing Canva and he'll save it, upload it uh, online and put it in Monday. Once he says it's done, it goes through an uh, automation through Zapier or Zapier, however you want to call it. And then it will actually send a message in Slack in a channel that we uh, described and say, hey, uh, we have a new property that was just listed or just sold. It was listed by this person. Here's the photo. And so that way it gets up there automatically tagged, um, saved, done all pretty smooth and seamless utilizing a couple different systems. So that way we know we can create content for our agents, get it delivered quickly and easily um, all through using some a couple automations. So my widget is a combination of like six things, but yeah, seven things. For those of you guys automation nerds out there, I know you guys are there. Um, that is something you can do. So that's it. Thank you guys so much for watching this week's episode of This Whistle Way. We will be back next week. We'll see you then. Later.